Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Jeff Mendel. So we kind of already talked about the beginning of social media a little bit, but so rather than asking, how did you get started in it? When did, when did you really kind of connect with the idea that, oh, social media is like a really big part of your life? Um, probably when I was in the last year of my desk job. Uh, which was in 2015, I quit in 2015. So probably like in 2014 um, when I started to see the social media stuff outweigh my like job job. Mm. Um, And the inquiries started rolling in from people like wanting me during the hours that I wasn't available. And I was like, I really need to reevaluate my life and what I want to do. And is this making me happy? And I didn't really know what to do, so I just jumped ship and decided to quit and prayed that I landed on my feet. And um, it's thankfully worked out pretty well so far. Um, But it was really at that time that I started to see, again, like kind of like the influence, I guess, that you have. Um, And I I don't think I have like... I don't have like a huge audience by any means in comparison to a lot of other people, but I think our audience is pretty dedicated and they care about the stuff that I care about and might actually listen to the stuff that I'm talking about. So at that point, I really decided to use Instagram in two ways. The first way was as kind of this living, breathing portfolio of my photo work. So when I jumped ship on my job, I was like, I really want to dive in and take photography way more seriously and potentially do it professionally. So I didn't know if I wanted to do like social media stuff or photography. So I ended up going back to school and I took night classes at UCLA to kind of feel like a little bit more legitimate about these jobs that I was being asked asked to do that I lacked confidence in in the very beginning. So I almost went backwards. I was being asked to do these jobs and I was like, I don't think I'm worthy. So I, I went backwards and I was taking these classes at night while I was doing my job. And, um, and finally I quit. And at that time I, um, I was getting like smaller, uh, like sponsored posts and things like here and there. And in the very beginning it was like, we'll send you free stuff if you talk about it. And like anybody, I'm like, uh, hell yeah, I'll talk about it for free. And I try really hard not to do that anymore just cause I don't think it's, fair to the people that are a paying sponsor. Um, but at that point you realize like, Oh, what I am putting out there, people are actually listening to and responding to. And there's like a community here and it was really interesting, fascinating, and also kind of terrifying because like I put something out there and it was, it was being seen. Like anything I did was being seen and, responded to and if people didn't like the photo that I put out there or they didn't like the product that I was promoting they will absolutely let you know so um whether it's like public or privately like to an email or a dm um so yeah it was and I I also have like I don't care too much about keeping any sort of like face I guess so I I try to just be as transparent as possible and as real as possible. And if I 
really like if social media didn't exist if i care about this product or this company or this brand in real life i have no problem hawking it on social media because that is true to who i am um when it's not a good fit i think people see right through it and that's when it's a problem Mm. yeah yep that's true also i remember i think i think kelly emailed me in maybe 2015 maybe 14 yeah. i think it was like 14 and i remember her saying like oh jeff has a job right now and i was like why because yeah. i remember being like you guys like you guys create so much content and yeah. what you're doing is so amazing and yeah she was like oh yeah he has a nine-to-five and i was like yeah, yeah. that's not gonna last it very wasn't long. gonna last <laughs> it was not gonna last i know and at that point we were like still we were like in the very final stages of like planning our wedding, which was like its own social media monster in itself. And and I still didn't see the light of like you could potentially jump ship and still be OK. Yeah. Well, I mean, content creation is a full time job. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think Jaden and I have been self-employed for six years, yeah. I want to say, maybe something around that yeah. that time. And um I remember being similar to, to you where it was sort of like, okay, I'm just going to keep holding on to the dock and like keep like the rest of my body swimming as far out it's as terrifying. I can, but my fingers are still holding on. Yeah. And then finally it was like, okay, actually, um, my fingers are just cracking off one by one cause I can't yeah. do both. Yeah. And then when I let go and started to just swim into the world of scary self-employment, yeah. it was like, oh, I could have been doing this for a really long time yeah. and actually doing it better and with more of me because True. I was trying to, you know, maintain this hourly thing, which is great. But I mean, I think sometimes as a creative person, like you said before, you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come in because it isn't consistent. Totally. And so there's like feast, there's famine, there's yeah. high season, there's low season. Yeah. I mean, even in LA, I feel like people don't work at all during like July and August and yeah. everybody goes away. And then there's these, but you huge... forget during those times <laughs> yeah. that you're like, how am I going to go to Trader Joe's? How am I going to pay for this? Yeah. And then like, you forget that there's that quiet you forget, period. Yeah. Yeah. You forget that. Oh, I got to just like plan out yeah. and like save some money so that if that happens, but the thing that brings me peace whenever I have those quiet, quiet seasons of like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bills? Um, I just sort of remember like, you know, the, the hourly wage is still available to me. If I want, if I walked into Starbucks today and applied, they'd probably hire me. Yeah. Or Dunkin' Donuts. Or Dunkin'. I have to plug my Dunkin'. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You are so funny. Sorry. We have an Outwater Dunkin' and I got so... Where do you think I've been doing work the last two hours? I was so mad when it opened because I was like, oh my gosh, really? But it's delicious, and I definitely get my pink donuts. Listen, there I will single-handedly keep the Dunkin' Donuts chains alive in Los Angeles. Is that like a big thing that you grew up with? Like, totally. where did the Dunkin' love yeah, come from? Yeah, it was it was totally nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. People are like, "Why do you love Dunkin' Donuts?" And I'm like, "It was my childhood. Like, yeah, that was my treat before after school." And I'm like horrified now because like I remember my dad would be like, "You can get three donuts today," and I'm like, "Dad." Three? And I ate three donuts. Let me tell you. I <laughs> ate three donuts. Wow. Um, Maybe high fructose corn sugar wasn't a thing back then. It probably was. I just <laughs> I just don't. I don't. It wasn't like an everyday thing. But, wow. Um, yeah. Well, but you now have a high-strung dad and now, he can handle a high-strung sugar high child. Yeah. Now I don't even eat their donuts. They're really good, but I only go for the coffee. 
Well, I can't say that I drink their coffee very much, but I yeah. I don't I don't judge you. I don't judge you. I love it. I think we also talked about this a little bit in terms of not necessarily having boundaries or anything that you that yeah. you know set unplugging anything. Yeah. Um, but I guess I will ask when you when you engage with the real world, yes. when you're like when you do separate yourself from online world, what do you what do you do? What's what does real world look like? It's honestly just like having that connection with friends and family and not having the technology in front of me. It's hanging out at the pool or playing board games or having dinner or whatever it is that you do with your family. I look forward to that. And it's always so nice and refreshing when we go home. And I, again, surround myself with friends and family back home who can't even fathom what my life is like here Mm -hmm. or like how often we are quote unquote on. Mm. Um, Do you find yourself thinking about being on when you're off? For a time being, I feel like it's like, uh, it's probably like if you were to like give up tobacco or something, it's like a a withdrawal almost. Uh Like for the time being in the very beginning, I'm like, Ooh, what could I be posting right now? And then I'm like, Oh, that's right. I'm in suburban New Jersey. There's nothing to post and I'm fine with it. And it's totally fine. And my phone is upstairs and I haven't seen it in 12 hours and I'm going to spend time with my family and it's great. And all is okay in the world. And that email can wait. And that's the type of thing that I try and do when we're in around people that, that when I'm not engaging with the community online, I love doing that whenever we can. Mm. Yeah. Does your, does your social media practice impact your family? Either your, either your extended family or yeah. Yeah. What's that? Um, it, has been great and also not so great. So like, for example, my parents live in South Florida and they are 3000 miles away from here and get their Arlo fix every single day by tuning into our Instagram story. And, um, because they don't get to see him. They, he's six months old and they've only met him twice because the distance it's hard. So, um, in that sense, it's been great where people can kind of keep up with, like the people that are loved ones can keep up with us on a day-to-day along with the rest of the world. Um, but at the same time, it has completely changed the dynamic that I have in terms of like the relationships that I have with family. Um, like I can't have a conversation with my parents now that doesn't start with so I saw that you worked with whatever brand. Tell me more about that. Like it's, I get, it's sad because I don't get the chance to talk to them anymore myself. They hear about it somewhere else first. And it's not that I, like, I, I totally would have the opportunity. Like if I could have the opportunity to talk to both of my parents 24 hours a day, I would. I love my parents. I have a great relationship with them, but that's not the reality of my life. I can't be on the phone all the time. So there's things that happen in my life that they hear about via social media and then ask me about. And it's hard because I hate that. I hate that dynamic. I really do. I kind of wish that my parents weren't on social, but at the same time, I get it. I, I like, I hear from my sister. She's like, you have no idea how much that means to mom when you send her these videos every day of the baby playing like, and I get it. I'd probably be the same way. So it's kind of a double-edged sword in that it has completely changed the relationship with that I have with my parents, but I understand that they need that connection and Mm. we're happy to provide it. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it is weird because um, Jaden's family is all in Australia, yeah, and my parents are in the Midwest, and my dad's not on social. But sometimes, I'll, like you said, like I'll get texts from, um, or I'll get like a DM reply from like my mother-in-law. Right. And she always, always, always responds when it has when it's a video or a photo that has anything to do with Jaden. Okay. And I'm always like, oh yeah, that's right. Like everyone, yeah. everyone watches yeah. this. Yeah. Everyone. You sees forget this. how many people like tune in, but yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. And there, like you said, there's the awesomeness of, oh, I get to actually connect with these people every single day that I probably wouldn't have time to connect with yep. if I wasn't doing it through this channel. Yep. But it does sometimes feel impersonal and when it's the most yeah. intimate relationships yeah. it's and like, it's hard uh. to it's hard to have that conversation like mom let me tell you what happened with arlo today like i don't want her to not watch on instagram but yeah it changes the way that you talk to your loved ones i don't know it's yeah. been it's been an adjustment yeah, yeah. no i totally hear but that there's no going back like no. there's no way that there there's no way that they're gonna ever delete their social media because they, they keep up with us so no yeah i know what you mean though what do you uh what are you gonna tell arlo about social media and how old do you want him to be before i mean he's already all over social yeah, media. yeah but so... like himself yeah um i mean i have i've already bought his website domain i've <laughs> I've already bought his, not bought, but I've already secured his email. I already have his Instagram handle. And I will hand that over when he's old enough to make his own decisions about whatever the hell he wants to do online. So what if he says when he's five that it's when he's five? Well, I mean, do five-year-olds even know how to work like a five? I have no idea. I mean, I think in 20, what what is it going to be? 2020? I don't know. What, I don't know how old he is. 2022? I don't know when he'll be five, but... I think by that point, like Maybe. technology is going to be such a part of yeah. kids' brains that they're just going to be like, they're going to be better at it than yeah. we are. I think that Kelly and I will be, we will let them make their own decisions to an extent, um, but probably keep it on like the private side of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like right now, like the, the way that we think about this is right now, he is a baby. He looks like many other babies and does not yet look like or act like a real person. Um, so for now, we're happy to share him. When he starts to get a little bit older and a little bit more maybe like recognizable than the next baby that looks like him, I think that we will probably have to reevaluate our social media and how much we share of him because it'll become a problem. And I'm concerned about like his privacy, for example. So I, we will probably share until we no longer feel comfortable sharing our son as he becomes older and becomes, he looks more like himself as he becomes like a small child or a kid. Um, That's not to say that we won't share things about our family, but just as much as I share of like his face and like, I'm all up in the child's face with my phone right now. And He's adorable and I understand that he makes people happy and that's all anybody wants to see is my kid. But um, there's going to come a time where we will have to scale back just because of privacy concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll, when he gets older, you'll be like, hey, I've yeah. got you all your channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Like, I'm, I'm sorry that people know what mom and dad had for lunch. But like, if you want to go down that route, I want you to be old enough to make that decision for yourself. I'm never going to impose this 
necessarily life on him further than like his his like infancy years i think yeah again we'll, we'll probably we'll probably share things about our family and we'll probably share i mean it'd be like it would be unrealistic to say i'm never going to share a photo of my that's stupid but i'm not going to be we're not going to be as intense as we are now just yeah. because i i'd be like straight up scared so well i'm just going to keep watching you and waiting a few more years so we have our own kids and i'll just yeah. wait to see like i'll learn from your your successes and your yeah. mistakes yeah yeah there you go <laughs> and we can we'll always see each other in real life and you can get to know what my kid's face looks like as he great. gets older great yeah great i love it um so I, I know I've told you um, that I'm I am partnering with Cat Footwear yes. for my very first Congrats. year of podcasting, which I'm super stoked about. And um, one of the things that that aligns me with Cat and the reason why I'm working with them at all is because they they're like a Midwestern company that believes in just being really bold when when you create. Yeah. And so I want to know how do you juggle creating unique and original content while also doing things that require so much of you, like being a husband and being a dad. Yeah. Um, and where do you get time or where do you get inspiration? Um, well, I can tell you I get inspiration a lot of times from other people that are not necessarily doing exactly what I'm doing. So I don't, for, I don't follow people that are doing exactly what I'm doing. I really try to focus my attention on people that are doing completely different things. Um, we, when we get the chance to travel, I pull inspiration from wherever we are. And I, I love new environments and things like that. And it always gets my creative juices flowing. So I feel like that is a great way to differentiate, um, inspiration and content. Um, but in terms of like the creating unique content while still being husband and dad to be honest they have kind of become one and um a lot of the content that i put out there now that is content that i'm sharing that's uh completely native to stuff that makes me happy or if it's sponsored or not a lot of times it just happens to be like what i'm doing or my life and right now that's being a new dad and a husband and as of lately, like a homeowner and what we're doing over there. So a lot of the content ends up reflecting that so that it is very much in line and still on brand with like my, I guess, quote unquote story. Um, I'm a real person, but at the end of the day, people still follow this story of my life. So I want everything to be cohesive and on brand. So a lot of the stuff that I put out there content wise sticks within that umbrella, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, what's your favorite self-care activity? What do you do to chill? I what? love massages. Ooh. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I said before, I carry a lot of stress in like upper back, shoulders. Um, and I will get a massage like it is my job. Leave How up. often do you go? Um, maybe like once every two months. And I'm not, I'm not going to like the Beverly Hilton spa. Like I might go to like the massage envy down the street, but I love getting a massage and I love like just having all the knots worked out. It's wonderful. And I always sleep really well that night. Um, but you only go once every two months? Yeah, I think that's a lot. No? Is that not a lot? Not if it's your self-care activity. Oh, I don't know. But that's like... <laughs> hey. That's good. like my That's like my one... It's also... It's not like the, it's not like the cheapest thing. So it's I have not. To, like, 
But I mean, you hustle. It. You hustle all the. I do, long but day. I just I I. I don't know. It's like the one thing I like really look forward to or just like at the end of the day unwinding with like wine or a beer on my couch and just like taking in the new like I am such a news junkie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love like CNN, HLN, NBC News. Like if I'm not watching Lester Holt at 630 every night, I get pretty upset. (laughs) Are you are you good at world news or do you like? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. U.S. news? No, no, world news. All of it. Cover it all. I love the news. Like, my Twitter feed is nothing creative. It's, like, strictly news outlets. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm so, obsessed with Twitter lately, by the way. I think... Yeah, it's where I get a lot of my information. I don't post a lot on there. Yeah. I looked you up earlier. I was like, I wonder if he has a Twitter. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I've had it. That was, like, the first social media I ever downloaded was Twitter and college. Well, not including, like, Facebook, but... I guess that was like an incorrect statement. It was one of the earlier. One of the earlier. One of the apps. earlier ones, yeah. Which I, I def I don't have like a following or anything, but I follow a lot of news outlets on there, so I love my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really love it too. Yeah. I wonder if it'll because it sort of felt like it died for a minute. Yeah. But I I wonder. I feel like all of the political trauma that America yeah. is going through has kind of made everyone go back to Twitter a lot yeah. more to just be like, what is actually going on? Yeah, totally. And I think I could do a much better job of. Um, getting my news on Twitter. Like, I follow mostly liberal Twitter accounts, and I probably could afford to follow some on the other side as well. I just don't necessarily... <laughs> I don't necessarily always want to, like, see it, but it's, yeah. it's good to inform yourself and be informed. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that is my, like, news intake. Yeah. Um, yes. Speaking of which, this this isn't on the, on the question, but... One of the questions that I told you I was going to ask you, but having having a Mexican son yeah. and being into news, yeah. does that make you like really political? Do you do you find yourself being like I'm going to be an activist about this and I'm I'm um, like invested? I feel like it would be. I feel like it. I don't know. It's it's something that Kelly and I have talked about too. Like it almost feels disingenuous mm. to care about things like that just because. I have a Mexican son. Mm. I think as a human being, I care for other human beings, whether it happens, you know, like in Mexican culture or not. Um, But it definitely forces you to reevaluate the way that the world perceives you and now my son. Mm. Like there's things that he will grow up going through that I won't be able to relate to. He's going to grow up in, thankfully, a city that, there's a ton of amazing Mexican culture here, and I we couldn't raise him in a better city. Um, but he's going to grow up with preconceived notions of you know the color of his skin, and these are things that Kelly and I can't necessarily relate to. These are things that I can educate him on and teach him about and say, like, look, there's things that you're going to go through when you go to school that mom and dad can't necessarily relate to, but I want you to be prepared. Yeah. So the things that we can do is just arm him with knowledge and surround him with other people that might get it. We're lucky enough to know a few people that are of Mexican descent that can talk to him about things that I might not be able to talk to him about. So, mm. um, yeah, it definitely it it definitely is. Um, it's an interesting assessment and has forced us in the last six months since we brought home our son to kind of like reevaluate the way that we are going to live our life. Um, 
I'm excited though. I, I think that like, again, like we couldn't have asked for a, a more amazing place to, to have him grow up mm. like the language and the culture. And we are so close to Mexico being here. So I think it'll be really cool to be able to like take him there eventually when he's old enough and explain to him that like, this is where your ancestors are from. And it's just going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, well, kind of on that note, what's what's one thing that you believe that or you that you do have in common with every single human on the planet? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think that everybody deserves to be loved, and I think that everybody yearns for love, and I think that I am in the same boat, and also am able to provide a lot of love so we weren't able to have kids on our own i'm still having kids let me tell you i'm gonna adopt all of the kids but i there's a lot of love that i have to give and kelly has to give and i think that it's so corny isn't this like a song like love makes the world go round but like i i truly but like people all over the world are yearning for like love and acceptance Mm. and um so are we and i think i also have that to give so i think that that's probably one thing that everybody has in common yeah i love that and a lot of the content again that i put out there is just like love and happiness and inclusiveness and Mm. just like community and that's that's like the whole reason that i like to put out the content that i do because it just generally makes people really happy and the response that we get is just awesome so yeah yeah, I feel like you, you and Kelly, but um, since we're sp- we're talking specifically about you yeah. today, um, your content is very vibrant and focus focuses a lot on joy, and there yeah. is such a presence of the joy in life and the connection in life. And totally, um, I remember when you sent me like a DM of um, a little, I think it was even maybe a text, but it was when Arlo was born, and it was like look, look what, you know, like, look what, how our family just grew. And it just, even oh, just the right. way I texted that you, you from the hospital. Yeah, yeah you did. I and I remember that. I was in, in Australia and yeah. I remember exactly where we were because we were driving down the freeway and I started crying and I was like, Kelly and Jeff just had a baby. Yeah. And it made me so happy. But, um, yeah, you, you do bring so much joy and love into the world. And, and so much of that oh, thank to you. me, I feel like is shown through color and yeah. shown through, um, just vibrant yeah. energy and, and there is no like you have to be this way or it has to look this way. And yeah. so I love that. It's kind of like an agelessness about joy that, um, that really inspires me a lot. So totally. thanks so much for being here today. Oh my God. This was and so much fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> letting me ask you all sorts of weird questions. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?